Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by... Steve. That was different. Yeah, I'm trying to be different. <laughs> I won't. Steve! <laughs> and today, uh, if you listen to our Black Panther one, and any of the other podcasts where we're talking about the, the comic book movies, you notice we, we kind of get sidetracked into the other MCU movies. So today we... It's kind of hard not to. They're so... They're so closely connected exactly uh with the shows with everything there's not really another franchise that does this um sorry dc you just haven't gotten there yet um so today we are talking about the mcu marvel cinematic universe as a as a whole um all right steve let's uh let's kick us off bud sure yeah um so we haven't really planned how we're going to do this. <laughs> nope. We just finished the Black Panther one and we're like, hey, we should do one on the MCU. So we'll yep. see how this goes. Um, yep. I think what what is so great about the MCU is that they have recreated what Marvel did with comic books mm-hmm. starting in the 60s uh, in a video format, right? Yeah. Like what, what, was so, what, what helped Marvel to kind of get ahead so much in the, in the comic book uh, world is that you know, DC, they created these amazing superheroes in Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Um, and they they just sort of did these one-shot stories that didn't go anywhere. They did the same things over and over again. Lois Lane, every episode or every issue would sort of think, oh, maybe Clark Kent's Superman. And then we get proved <laughs> that he's not. And then go back to it the next issue. And, they, you know, they were kind of one-and-done stories. They would cross over every once in a while. But the idea of a shared universe wasn't really a thing. Marvel... Uh, sort of shamelessly plug their own books in their, uh, you know, Spider-Man would be swinging by and then, like, Thor would fly by with a hammer and be like, oh, look, it's Thor! And then there'd be a little caption saying, see what Thor's up to in his latest issue. You know, like, <laughs> but they, they were legitimately, you know, happening in the same universe. Uh, and when it was originally happening, there was only, you know, 20 titles or so. It actually kind of, you could fit it together, whereas now it's like Spider-Man showing up in eight books at the same time and you don't even know how he's fitting together and all of his stuff. There's actually a... Um, I think it was Brian Bendis when he was doing New Avengers and Logan Wolverine was in it. And uh, they made a comment about how he's in, like on four X-Men teams and a couple Avengers teams. And he's like, yeah, my mutant power is multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there there was a meme I, I saw a while ago uh, where it was Wolverine's like, I'm a loner. And yeah. then it was <laughs> yeah. like the All 18 the teams. teams he was a part yeah. of. <laughs> He's a loner who sells comics. That's the problem. But anyway, so that's that's the, the thing about this, right? Is they've recreated that, recaptured that in movie and TV shows, as well as tie-in comics and all yeah. these other things. Uh, and and it's been a winning uh, winning scenario so much so that everyone else has tried to recapture that in a way that hasn't really yeah. worked for them so well. Now, I mean, now, to be fair, just because yeah. my, my inner DC fan is like just wanting to be like, DC did it first in the sense of the team-up. With the that Justice League was first, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah, they they did that, but it wasn't not not to poop on anything. No, else you I just said I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm just like, well, yeah, I you, just got to toss heard, this out. So the Fantastic Four, which is Marvel's first um, sort of modern comic book, was basically the the publisher of Marvel and the publisher of DC were having golf, and the publisher of DC told the publisher of Marvel, I forget their names, uh, like, hey, we just had this cool team up book called Captain or called uh, Justice League. And so the publisher of DC went back to Stanley and was like, "You need to come up with a team up book." And so then Fantastic Four came out. But and the, then that they idea, did the Avengers, the idea later. of yeah, right with the yeah. Avengers is like the the same. Like they had these individual characters and they yeah. put them together. Same thing as the Justice League. 
But even with that, the comics wouldn't cross over into each other's worlds the same way that, no, that no, Marvel no. Kind yeah. of did it originally. Um, yeah, so I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that what, what the MCU has done, and then the DC Extended Universe and the Paramount movie, Monster Movie Universe and the Transformers Universe and every other Marvel franchise, or every movie franchise has tried to do since and the, not done as well. The Dark Universe is, is dead in the water. Yeah. I've heard Transformers is possibly dead or dying, which... What about the Bumblebee movie they're supposed to make? Uh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> if they do it, all right, then then I'm wrong. Well, but. yeah, so I, I, the point of this is that this has sort of redefined how movies are done, right? Exactly. And it, it started with, it started with um, believe it or not, it started with the Lord of the Rings movies. Those were the mm. first movies ever made... From the get-go, this is going to be a trilogy, right? Ever since, right. Before that, every movie was, we'll do one and see how it goes. Yeah. And, whereas, like, and this was, you know, taking that idea and expanding it into something yeah. that's so far beyond that, that it's literally changed the way movies are made. Yeah. I know with Star Wars, Lucas always had envisioned a trilogy. He had written it as a trilogy. Yeah. But it was like, okay, I've but got, a clear, en- I've got a clear ending point yeah. in case this doesn't work. For sure. If it, if it's one and done that way, it's done. But if it does great, if it does what we want to, then I can tell the other stories. It's not where it's like, okay, we made one, but now we're flying by the seat of our pants, writing second part and third part. Yeah, absolutely. And to add to your to add to your th- point about how it's like the the Marvel comics, it also reminds me as we had an amazing bevy of riches of superhero cartoons in the nineties into the early two thousands, where. Bevy of Riches? Is that yes. A <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but it is now. Okay. Um, where more... Uh, more treasure so, trove. Of treasure comic, trove. Cartoons. Where more so, more so with DC, the Batman animated series into mm. Superman, into Justice League, where it was all in the same universe. Yeah. But on the Marvel side, that happened as well. Where even though you had the bad Iron Man cartoon and the bad Fantastic Four cartoon... They technically didn't cross over. They were in different universes. But they did in Spider-Man, and Spider-Man crossed over with X-Men. Yeah, so Spider-Man and X-Men were in the same universe, but those then cartoons. When they, did Secret... when they did the Secret Wars, those Fantastic Four were not the same Fantastic Four from the Fantastic Four cartoon. It wasn't? No. It was, wasn't it the same voice cast? I don't know, it but, it, but the it's same not, voice cast. but it's legitimately not like, if you look it up, those stories oh. take place in a different universe, and they just had like, here's the Fantastic Four because from when, Spider-Man's universe. when they did... Uh, when Iron Man showed up in uh, in Spider Man, and War Machine showed up, it was the exact same voice cast. And yeah, that's said, probably true. People said like it was the idea of it was the same one. It was just yeah, so yeah. yeah. Uh, I know Hulk was on UPN, so he was really separated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he wasn't the Hulk that showed up in the Fantastic Four cartoons, but in in the Spider Man animated series alone, you had so many characters showing up you had dr strange showing up you had all these other guys and everything like it so the mcu is the it's it's a live action yeah absolutely saturday morning cartoon that's true um yeah for but in a good way yeah and okay so i mean it's it's definitely yeah changed movies as we've said um so let's talk about talk about sort of in sections we're going to talk about phase one first of all yeah um it's taken them a long time, I think, to ever get back to the high water mark that Iron Man one set up. That was just a, a really fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, that was sort of an unexpected hit, right? Like, well, they... yeah, it it 
like it came out the summer of of Dark Knight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah. That year you had. I remember that year for movies because you had ah uh, that year. Play, I remember it well. Tw- uh, two thousand eight. <laughs> like I got baptized that year, but I also remember that <laughs> summer. Yeah. Because we had there was so many movies I was excited for. You had and some that turned out terrible. You had Iron Man, uh-huh. Prince Caspian, uh, Indiana Prince Jones Four. Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, yeah. And those came out the same summer. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, separated by like two months. Yeah. I think one was May and one was July. And then you had Dark Knight. Yeah. And I just remember it being Iron Man coming out. And Iron Man wasn't a huge character no, nobody, at that time. It, it's, it's funny because, I mean, as much as I, I'm glad that, you know, Marvel is getting the rights to their characters back from Fox and, and Sony. Um, if they hadn't ever sold those away when they went bankrupt in the 90s, we would never would have had an Iron Man movie like no. we do, right? I mean, well, it would have been the Avengers starring Spider-Man and Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and cause if, you know, 10 years ago, the MCU's been around 10 years now. Um, and they've but, released how many movies? 18. Which, uh, Black Panther's number 18. Which but, is insane. Pl- plus hours and hours of television um, and more on the, the way, but... If you had gone to some random guy in a store in eight or ten or twelve years ago and said, "Who's Tony Stark?" Nobody would have known. You yeah. even got the random comic book nerd who did. You had gone and said, "Who's Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, Peter Parker?" People knew that. Right? Yeah. Um, well, so kids th- come out the womb knowing those guys and those <laughs> stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I mean that that movie started off and and that um, it's just a fun. Well made, yeah. good movie, and I, I think I mean it did change who Tony Stark is. I mean the comics have started to reflect a little bit more of that Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark, yeah, um, because of it. Um, but it was that end credit scene with Samuel L. Jackson showing up that really started to cement the idea that this is all going to be happening in a bigger universe. I remember sitting like in Iron Man. And sitting through the the end credits, yeah. And to give credit where it's due, as much as I hate X Men: The Last Stand, like people are always like, it's a Marvel movie. You sit till the end credits, and people are like Iron Man changed it. But to give credit where it's due, The Last Stand is the first one that did that post credits surprise thing. Right, right. But what I mean is not not just the post credits yeah. thing, but the idea that. Well, it, they, it made it part of something bigger. Yeah, they referenced Shield, which you yeah. were like, oh, "Okay, cool." And that that summer, you knew, like, "Okay, we've got Iron Man and we've got Incredible Hulk," but you didn't think they were connected. Yeah. And then at the end of Incredible the end, Hulk. when when Nick Fury shows up and it's like, you've, "I'm here to talk about the Avengers Initiative." Yeah. I remember everybody in the theater like losing their minds, but yeah. especially the comic book fans who recognized. Yeah, the ultimate Nick ultimate Fury, Nick Fury <laughs> who in in the Ultimates legitimately says, "If they ever make a movie of this, I want Sam Jackson to play me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where, yeah, at the end, like, and then, especially the comic book guys lost their damn mind. Yeah, and then when Tony Stark shows up at the end of the Incredible Hulk, even more so, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Because you're like, what? Yeah. And then, although they eventually had to re- retcon that with that one shot because it didn't really make sense. Yeah. Well, but, and th- we're. The growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, had growing pains. Yeah. Um, so then from... We went from Iron Man to Incredible Hulk. Did you like Hulk. Incredible Hulk? I like it a lot. Me too. People think it's boring. I, I disagree. I, I think it's really good. Yeah. I, I think... I like the design of Hulk better now. The, 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 yeah. the newer one. He doesn't look so pretty anymore. And I like... Although, I, I did really like the design of that Hulk. Like, something about the... 
the ridges on the chest. I don't know why. It was just, I hadn't seen that. And the previous Hulk we got was the green Gerber baby. And that <laughs> awful, yeah. awful, awful Ang Lee movie. Yeah, that was pretty bad. So this one, like, a lot of people crap on it, but I'm like, like Ed I, did I a good dig job. it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Liv Tyler did a good job. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, what's his name, Thunderbolt Ross, come into the Civil War eventually. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see Liv Tyler show up again. That'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah, <clears> it's like Incredible Hulk's kind of been outside of a couple references. It's been treated almost as like the ugly, the ugly stepchild. Yeah, yeah ugly headed stepchild. <clears throat> uh, but I don't get that expression. Isn't it red headed stepchild? There we go. Yeah. Because apparently okay. people with red hair. Are... Anyways, yeah. um, like it's been treated uh, like it's just like okay, yeah, it's there, but we'll we'll move past it. Yeah. I'm like, what I about... prefer it over. I prefer it over Thor one. I prefer yes. it over the first Avenger. It actually, it actually over the first Avengers. Uh, first Avenger a bit, yeah. It actually sets up Captain America. Yeah, it does. It, it, it really does. And they're, they're trying to recreate the super soldier serum. Yeah. With why they created the Hulk. With why they created the Abomination. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. I go back and forth on First Avenger, but... Anyways. Yeah, yeah. And then... Thor... Well, after... Before we got Thor, we oh, got yeah, we Iron Captain... Man 2. Yeah. The, oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. So, and Iron Man 2 is... Where you got the most growing pains out of? Yeah. So Iron Man, I mentioned on the Black Panther thing. The, the I think the the stuff that bothers me the most in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies is when the movie becomes bloated because they're trying to world build. Yeah. Um. Uh. Which is why Amazing Spider Man Two is part of the reason why Amazing Spider Man Two is so bad as well. Yeah. But um. That's fair. I mean that one you have. Oh man, it's been since a long time since I watched that movie. What happens in that movie? In Iron Man Two. He fights Whiplash. He fights, so he he's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah. He creates a new element, which is just like, all right, I created a new element. Yeah. Um, it's introducing Black Widow. Yeah. And Whiplash also becomes Crimson Dynamo. Yeah. Um, all right, and then uh, Nick Fury's in it a bit more. Nick Fury's in it a bit more. You've got him not together with Pepper yet. He yeah. placed Pepper in charge of the company. Yeah, and then uh, Rhodey is it becomes War Machine. Rhodey becomes War Machine, uh, which is the saving grace of Iron Man two for me. Well, I thought uh, Sam Rockwell was a good villain. Oh, Sam Rockwell is one of those guys who's just so good yeah. all the time. Like I've rewatched Galaxy Crest recently <laughs> when he plays Guy or whatever. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he's so good in it. Have you seen The Green Mile? No, it's it's a weird movie. Yeah, you know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So he plays this redneck like incestual rapist character in this movie and he's like wow that's you don't even recognize him at first he's such a he's almost as good as Gary Oldman like you don't, <laughs> don't recognize him but uh, you know what you know what I, thinking back on it now that I'm the, the thing in that movie that I like the best is when uh, Happy is driving Black Widow to uh, Hammer Industries or whatever and like he's like duking with the one dude in the yeah. background and she Widow's takes down like eight people everybody. that scene I think was the best part of that yeah. movie for me I I loved War Machine um, I've always liked War Machine yeah and there was a couple things in Iron Man 2 which make me be like okay I can sit through the rest of the stuff which I don't like which is more than I actually like yeah the bit where even though it was a bad cartoon I all I always liked from the Iron Man cartoon where he stepped into like he'd open the suitcase he'd step into it and then the suit folded out of it. So from that race, uh, the racetrack scene yeah. where he's fighting Whiplash and it's the suitcase suit. 
Yeah. Like, that that little kid of me was like, awesome! Yeah. So here's part of the problem with that movie, too, is that that scene where he's fighting on the racetrack is way cooler than when they're fighting at the World Fair later on. Yeah. Like, it kind of decelerates what's going on. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think with that movie that was good is that um, Don Cheadle is a way better roadie than oh, Terrence Oh, so Terrence much Tyler better. Is. Yeah. yeah. I like the part where he's like, it's me, I'm here, get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah and I, I, I dug War Machine a lot. I I just like that character. So where that's, it's like, let's throw all the guns and bells and whistles into this one guy. Iron Man 2 is the low point of Phase 1 for me. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I think that... It's it, still okay, but it's... Yeah. It's... it's it's one of my less favorite Marvel yeah. movies, and then from there we went to uh, we Captain got to, America. No, we got Thor first. Captain America was the last one. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we got it. It's okay. oh right because they referenced Thor and Captain America, not the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, so so we got Thor. I found that movie uh, a huge disappointment. I've... I I was so looking forward to it, and I really. I like it more now, but yeah. it was not what I was hoping for. It was... I remember seeing it and being like, yeah, I dig this. And then watching it later, I was like, okay, this is... It's okay. So, And the first... I think... And I'm jumping a little bit into Phase 2, so I apologize. That's okay. I was going to do that too. <laughs> the first two Thor movies, to me, are the mediocre ones of the, the MCU. Yeah. Where they're not... I wouldn't say they're terrible. When people say they're terrible, I'm like... they're. We didn't watch the same movie, but then when people say they're amazing, I'm like, we definitely didn't watch the same movie. <laughs> yeah, where they're just they're okay. There, there's not. They're all right. Mm-hmm. There's some gri- flashes of greatness in there, mm-hmm. like Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, Loki. In that I mean. first movie, is so dang good, especially the scene where him and Anthony Hopkins when he's like. So I was a frost giant. Like that scene yeah. where he finds out he's adopted might be the acting high point of the MCU. Huh. I haven't just, watched it in so long. It's I don't remember. so good. Yeah, it's just so. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. The reason that I like, and I know that I'm in the vast minority on this, but the reason that I like Thor: The Dark World better than the original Thor is because really the only thing that's interesting about Thor to me is that his villain is his brother hmm. i think that has such an interesting dynamic to it right I mean, you talk about a villain being your friend like harry osborne or like Magneto yeah. or whatever the fact that they're brothers that just makes it so interesting and they didn't really kind of got into it in the first movie but it was the second movie yeah where he's like in that skiff going off to face malekith and he's like oh, i just wish i could trust yeah. you yeah or, or even more so in thor the uh, Thor Ragnarok when they're in that elevator and, and Loki's like I know you hate me and he's like Loki I thought the world of you you're yeah. my brother it's just like that gets me right in the yeah, feels no, right? Like, no, I, no. I, it does I, and I, so I like that they played off that more in the dark world than they did yeah. I, I felt like Thor in the, the first Thor that was where they really got you had uh, uh, Phil Coulson had a major role in it you had Agent Sitwell who ended up becoming Hydra later on yeah uh, and then you know like they really built up the whole shield thing in that yeah. one um well, and Hawkeye was just kind of there. Well, for like two seconds, yeah. yeah. And then, I, I, and then I had this Beauty and the Beast ending to it. Yeah, and I liked the story of of Thor one, but it its problem was it was like this arrogant brat child goes away for a weekend. Yeah, falls in love for a weekend. Yeah, and, and then he's completely he's, changed. He's by completely it. changed. Yeah, so it's absolutely true. And and it has a Beauty and the Beast moment at the end, literally. Yeah. And, uh, but <laughs> like, it also gave the Cedar Selva as Heimdall, so I'm in. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Black Norse God, <laughs> <laughs> which 
Most of the time, I don't like it when yeah. it's race swap for the sake of race swap. But Idris well, Elba's amazing. I, I, I have no problem with with race swap. They're literally Norse Viking gods. Yeah. Why would he not be blonde haired and blue yeah, eyes for fair. that? Right. Like, well, when when I have a problem with I race swap great... for the sake of it, like. Yeah. At points with certain characters, it it's okay. Like Johnny Storm, I didn't have a problem with. Yeah. But then, I'm going off on a side tangent. I apologize. Yeah, it's gonna happen. But then, um, Rachel Wise recently get, was in an interview where they're like, she's married to James Bond. Yeah. Or and they were like, Daniel, do you think now's whatever? the time for a for a woman Bond? And she's like, no, that's an inherently male character. I want a female like. Don't give me a woman Bond. Give me a great woman character. Yeah, fair enough. So then, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Where it's like, on the other hand, you I love, love you you you've been a big advocate for Idris Elba being James Bond. Yes, I have. Yeah, but that. Yeah, anyways, side tangents. Oh, man, not yeah. not gender swap. Race swap is okay in that one. Yeah, yeah. and and, and uh, I and I agree. Like, I think it works. I think Idris Elba is a good Heimdall. Yeah, it just just confused me. Like, well, <laughs> that doesn't make sense considering what we're like any other thing. But okay, whatever. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and for those of you who are wondering, Hogan is not from Asgard. He's from another realm, so it makes sense that he's Asian. There we go. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I didn't like with uh, Thor 1 is with Asgard, I'm like, it's all close. It's all close shots where it's oh yeah, okay, like that. I'm like, it's this apparently beautiful realm. Like, give yeah. me friggin' wide shots. Yeah. All right, so, wow. Uh, we're at First Avenger. and then, That movie, I felt, was everything it needed to be, but it just was like, okay, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a and it's one to me. It's one of the better ones from Phase One mm-hmm. because it was the first one to be like Iron Man One and the Incredible Hulk, where it is largely isolated from yeah. the other stuff. That's true. So that's its true. world building was at the begin contained to at the yeah, beginning and, that, and at the end. Ends, yeah, and then yeah, you had Howard, you had early Shield, but it was enough to be its own part of the story. So it really got to be its own story, and, and it, it was, was just. Its story was all right, and it was super faithful to the comics. Like it just did a great job of adapting it. Um, that said, it's not my favorite story. No, like no. I think the Captain America stories got way better in the later movies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. But yeah. It was. It was. It's probably the best Captain America uniform is in that movie though. That cool. That cool uh, World War Two one that he has like with the straps instead of stripes. I think it's a cool uniform. I, I my favorite is still the is the one from Winter Soldier, but yeah, I was really happy when he went back to that one. He steals it from the yeah yeah the, yeah. The that music. that was a cool tidbit or not tidbit, just yeah, reference nod. going not words. Uh, all right, so now we're at the Avengers, and this was the game changer. Yeah, because it was something that we hadn't gotten in yep. film yet. Yeah, where it had been a build up. Yep. Like a comic model, it Absolutely. has been a build-up to this story. Instead of just doing Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we won't go there. But, yeah, I, so I think we agree, not a great movie. No. Fun, but amazing in what it accomplished. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you first watch The Avengers, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. It's not one that I think has aged well, necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And... Like, to give Joss Whedon all the credit in the world, I think he was the right guy to do that movie. Mm-hmm. I There was a lot of great stuff in it, but there was also, for me, there was a lot of cinematography yeah, choices. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I think uh, Christopher Nolan, no, maybe not Christopher Nolan, but the person who did the cinematography for The Dark Knight made reference to, there was a lot of weird shots in that. Yeah. And I went back and watched it and I was like, that's true. Why yeah. is there a reflection in the motorcycle mirror? And why is there an upside down yeah, shot which, inside a car? And which for me there... took me right out of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was strange. Um, um, 
We got Loki back. That was a good thing. Yeah. No. Only, well, only positive. I, who else could it have been? Who else actually could have been a the? You needed a villain who had been there before, and then Loki showed up. I think. In the I can't remember if Cap had, a, Cap had a mid credits and then a post credits. I think because the. In one of the post credits, Loki shows up and he sees the Tesseract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in. It's got Eric Selvig yeah. uh, from Thor. So, so it, it would have be been the, Thor then. Yeah. Because one of the... I remember Cap, one of the, the credits, mid or post, its credit scene was the scene where he's boxing, like punching the bag from the Avengers. Yeah. Um, yeah, Avengers was really good. But as I revisit MCU movies, I find it's not one I revisit all the time. Just because it's... I don't find it has the rewatch value and then again it's just uh, like i talked about in the panther one where i don't need the build-up to them becoming a team now i just want to watch them be the team so that's that's like one of the problems where with you don't run into with ultron and civil war because it's like all right we've watched these characters grow with each other like grow independently and then grow with each other so now i can watch the team have issues with the team or the conflict yeah. in that. I'm more interested in that story than the build to that story again. Yeah, for sure. And that's also got, as we said, you know, talking about what's the best Captain America uniform, definitely has the worst Captain America uniform. Yes. That one. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the heck was that? So from now we're into phase two. And then getting to Chris's least favorite movie. <laughs> yes. But it's also phase two might have been the time that had the most expansion initially. Because it went from, this is the time where Marvel went from being like, we're just doing movies to we're doing shows. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, before the show started, though, uh, Iron Man 3 happened. Oh, yeah. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first episode, comes right out of Iron Man 3. Right. Yeah. All right, so Iron Man 3, to me, is the absolute low point of of the MCU. And it's it's so bad. Like, I I feel bad for Robert Downey Jr., because he is, he gives a great performance in that movie. Dude is acting his butt off. He's not playing the exact same Tony Stark. But, like, and you've got a terrific villain with the Mandarin. And it's an updated version of that character. Because you can't do comic book Mandarin on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Although you, the one shot kind of implied that there is a different one yeah. out there. But anyway. But, and you've got that great performance. I remember the tone from the trailers where I was so excited for that movie. And it was a very different movie. Yeah. Than the one we got because it's like, wow, Tony Stark's being forced in a situation where he's growing up. He's being forced to change. This could be like the Dark Knight of Iron Man movies. And that's not what we got. We got a very different movie where there was some interesting stories, but it was some of the story threads were resolved too quickly. One movie later, we're revisiting the War Machine suit getting hacked and he's losing control of it. Yeah. I didn't like replacing War Machine with Iron Patriot. Yeah. I hated the twist that Killian is, I am the Mandarin, yeah. where he's breathing fire and stupid crap. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it's yeah. so bad. So let me let me say the things about it that I did like. It's not yes. my favorite movie. I like It's not my least favorite either. I thought, we were talking about in the Black Panther one about how sometimes these stories end and there's no repercussions in the next ones. The yeah. idea of Tony Stark having PTSD because he flew into space and almost died... I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, as much as the the twist threw me off the first time, the idea of a guy who invents a terrorist so that he can sell 
weapons to the government is actually a kind of a cool idea. Um, maybe the execution wasn't amazing. I, I understand. Um, yeah, so I thought there were some good things to it. I liked it better than Iron Man 2. Uh, I thought it was... And again, because my big thing is it wasn't bloated and trying to world build. It right. just made a movie. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's not my favorite. Um, I know that we could go on this one forever, so yeah. maybe we should move on. Um, and then from there... And then, and then, then we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started in the, in the fall. Yeah. Um, I Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shot itself in the foot right off the get-go because the first six or seven episodes are terrible. They're well, just really not good. So it... If you... Uh, and I'd love, eventually, like a, a documentary almost about the behind-the-scenes stuff because that's crazy <clears> interesting. <throat> but Marvel publicly was like, oh, we're all connected, our shows are going to be connected... But when you read some of the behind the stuff about yeah. what's going on behind, there was a bit of a rivalry. Yeah, between and, Joss Whedon and his brother, who's working on. Well, uh, at Agents first, of Marvel was like, "We want you to help with the show," and yeah. Joss got really excited about it, and he was going to work on it with his brother. And yeah. they're like, "Well, we want you to kind of shepherd it. Yeah. We don't want you really involved with it." Yeah. And then it was apparently they had a arc ready; they were good to go. And then the people on the movie side were like, "No." Because we're we're dropping this in, in Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier Shield gets blown so, apart. So no real communication. So, but here's the thing. So you got that first half of the show, but especially the first seven, which is not good. When Shield gets blown apart in Winter Soldier, uh, the way that Agents of Shield builds to that and adds to that story is so good. Have yeah. you watched it, Agents of Shield? Yeah, yeah. No, it's I, it's it's like. You can watch the show by itself, and it's cool. You can watch Winter Soldier by itself, and it's my favorite of the MCU. Oh, movies. yeah. But when you watch the two of them together, they fit together in such a way that they just complement each other really well, and you don't need to watch them together, but when you do, it's like, wow, that's really well done. That's so cool. Um, so that's when I really got sold in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I watch it like faithfully with my wife every week now. Um, and I'm re-watching it with uh, our our in-laws as nice, well. And I nice. just I just really like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I enjoy having that weekly thing. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really good. So I that's when that started right well, after. The way they're pumping out the movies though, that's going to be a, a thing soon, right? What? I'm d- I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where, no no no. Where it's because we're getting so many com- uh, a joke is, and it's one from Screen Junkies, where they're like the Marvel movies are are less becoming movies, and it's like oh that was another great episode of Marvel. Oh yeah, it's true. So true. Uh, my joke is like, well, at the rate they're pumping out the movies, soon it's going to be like not every week, but yeah. hey. That was a great episode this month. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, I, so I mean, that that show has changed and evolved over yeah. the past. It's in the fifth season now. Um, the first season was, I, I would say, its weakest until they started getting into yeah. the Death of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Um, do, do you know what they're doing right now in that? I've, I've re- I, I watched They're in a dystopian until... future where the world has been destroyed and the Kree are, like, and have enslaved the humans and they're like... Interesting. In this time loop where they caused it and it's, it's really neat. Interesting. So, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, after Iron Man 3, I think we got... Th- was Thor next? No, 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 no. Uh, after Iron Man 3, we got Winter Soldier. You sure it wasn't the Dark World? Doesn't matter. Yeah, no, um... And Winter Soldier was amazing. Yeah, you're right. It, Winter Soldier's the best, hands yeah. down. It's not even just a good superhero movie. It's a good movie yeah. that involves superheroes. Um, and it's a, like, So much so that Honest Trailers couldn't really make fun yeah, of it. Yeah, no. Like, it's like it's, a political thriller. It's such a great movie. It's a yeah. fantastic movie. And then, like, I can only sing its praises. Yeah. There's I, so there's, much... There's literally nothing in that movie that I would 
Yeah, the there's book. so much good stuff. Bucky coming back is amazing. The first time I watched it, actually, uh, I was disappointed because really? I love the Winter Soldier comics from, from right. Captain America, and I was expecting some sort of adaptation of that, and it really wasn't. I was like, whoa, that wasn't what I was expecting at all. So I watched it again, and, I, and then I realized, okay, now that I know what it's not, I can appreciate it for what it is, and yeah. I, it's my favorite. Like, Nothing's come close, I think, to being as good. Yeah. Um, I would say Civil War was is my second, yeah. but, but it's a completely different kind of favorite. Yeah. This was just a great movie. And like, what it did was, I think at the time, Cap was universally nobody's favorite Avenger. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, they're like, okay, it's, it's Captain America. And even though the movie wasn't like, yay, America. The first, the first one kind of was because he was in the... But not within that character. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so much with that character gets associated with yay, America, when it's not necessarily the character himself. Yeah. And then he went from being, like, nobody's favorite Avenger, almost the least interesting Avenger... Even comparison in comparison to Hawkeye, who at that time had nothing to him, mm-hmm. and suddenly he was everybody's favorite Avenger yeah. because a great character, great. Uh, the Russo brothers did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited for to see what their Avengers movie is going to be like. Yeah, and then we got uh, Thor: The Dark World. Yep, and it was okay. Well, so the 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 I think in my opinion the biggest strength of that movie is also the biggest weakness. They had this villain in Malekith. If you've ever read the comics, is actually a really cool villain. But Loki was so popular that they needed to make him the villain in it, right? Yeah. And so Malkith had no screen time and no character next to who Loki exactly. was. And I, I, as I said before, I just love the interplay between Thor and Loki. In that yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there, I know some people didn't like the humor. I, the Kat Dennings character never bothered me too no, much. No, she's fine. And then that scene where it's like, it's Meow Meow! That yeah. was a great play. And and the weird, the weird thing about that movie was it was like, Oh, it turned into Star Wars at some point. Like, yeah. when did this become a science fiction movie? Yeah. Uh, but, and I also know some people hated, like, Selvig running, like, being nuts. Oh, yeah, that was weird. To me, uh, after seeing Ragnarok, Jill and I were on a Thor kick, so we rewatched one and two. Yeah. And I was cracking up. Like, yeah. the guy was, yes, it's weird. It might not make the most sense, but the actor in it is making it work. I think. I think my favorite part of that movie is when he goes into Selby's apartment and hangs his hammer up on the door. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the coat hanger or whatever. <laughs> There's just a lot of kind of yeah. funny little parts in that. Yeah. Too. But you can see why they, they had to distance themselves from that. For sure. And then I think after that... Guardians. We, Guardians. So I Gar- went and saw that on opening day on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> we, were in, we were in Prince Edward Island, my wife and I, and we made her go to the... We, we drove into Charlottetown, the capital of Prince yeah. Edward Island. And went to the mall on, I think it was like Thursday of opening weekend. And like got there like an hour and a half early because I was like, this is going to be huge. But uh, Prince Edward Island is a lot smaller than Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we were there for no reason really early. Yeah. Um, but I will always remember doing that. It was fun. It was, yeah. it was a fun movie. Guardians was, I, I do put it up there. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, it was, I'll be honest, even though I know a lot of comic book movies and I know obscure, more obscure comic book characters and yeah. I love those characters... I didn't know Guardians. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that alone made me slightly more interested because yeah. I had no vested interest. I had no like ex- ex- expectation. I had nothing where I'm going to yeah. be like, wow, they ruined this character and they did this and this wrong and this wrong. So I was I, able to just go in and at face value, enjoy the movie. I have the opposite. So the original Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. if you watch the second one, at the end you have uh, Sly and those other characters. Do you know that the little robot head is actually Miley Cyrus? I had no idea. Anyway, um, and Yondu is one of the original Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And so, but then nobody really knew about them. 
they were like a 70s thing that were around here and there. Uh, in the 2000s, uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning put together an amazing Guardians of the Galaxy series that was out of the Annihilation comics. Right. Um, and th- that's the one that the movies are based on. They yeah. use those characters. But that run is so good. It's so, so good. Um, they took that and changed it and made it more... Like, they were like, if we're going to go this way, we have to make it funny, we have to make it quirky. Uh, and so they did that. So Star-Lord's character in the movies is very different from the comics. Drax's character was is quite different. Um, Groot's is pretty much the same. Uh, Gamora is pretty <laughs> much the same. Rocket is more funny in the movies, but pretty much the same. But they... So I was like, oh, that's not really the Guardians of the Galaxy that I loved. Right. It, was, it was still funny. It was yeah. still good. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I still say it's not... And you mentioned before, like, Ronin is not a good villain. No, no, no. And, and it was it was in some ways another world building teasing Thanos kind of movie, but um, it, where I liked it over some of the other ones is in its world building and it's being so separated, because it, even though it's connected, yeah, through Thanos, yeah, that's its connection. Everything else, you're like we we haven't been in space, yeah, we haven't done this, like yeah, there but, is no connection. But I, I still think Thanos, I still think what I liked the about movie it. got bogged down by trying to insert Thanos into it instead of making Ronan a character that you could actually hmm. get behind in some sense. Hmm. Um, yeah, anytime that happens, it really kind of like, ugh, just figure out a better way to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, and just because we've mentioned Thanos, I loved the rem- at the end of the first Avengers. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah no, where you got the Thanos tease. Because yeah. that's when... Like if you knew if you knew the comics, you were like, "Oh yeah. snap!" Yeah, it'd be like if and he if, talks about courting death, which is a whole like yeah. Thanos, he actually which loves if, death. If they ever like if DC had done it first, it, it would have been the equivalent of Dark Side showing up. Yeah, where you would have been like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, where, yeah. Anyways, um, Guardians, and then and then it was Avengers. Yeah, because yeah, um, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, or roughly a week of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I feel bad for Age of Ultron. I do. Cause, I feel bad for Joss Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for him. Just because he got so beaten up. Yeah. It, almost comparable to... Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Jackson. Almost comparable to Peter Jackson with The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Where you see stuff with him on set of... Uh, friggin' Battle Five Armies, where he's just pale and looking so drained and so tired. Where uh, we not to that extent, but it was it was almost impossible because the expectations set by the first Avengers. Yeah. But he also got, he that. got beat up a lot afterwards because of some of the things in the movie. So and then there well, was that he, prima nocta joke that yeah. I didn't even get the first time. Okay, that's a problem. But this whole thing about the like people coming down on him for what for um. Black Widow's characterization. Yeah. You know, she she talks about being a monster because they sterilized her yeah. so that she could be more able to use her feminine charm to kill people. And they were like, you're saying that if you can't have a baby, you're a monster? You're like, no, that's not what he was saying at all. No, exactly. You're and... saying that she was literally sterilized so that she could be a spy, right? Like, And that, that her whole life being in that direction so she could use her sexuality and everything just to infiltrate and kill and yeah. all that kind of stuff that makes her feel like she's yeah. a monster that's a, that's a legitimate no thing, exactly right? yeah so and he and you find out he had gotten beaten up by Feige from the and by interview 
interference from the studio. Yeah. Well, that uh, became really clear when you had the, the magic jacuzzi and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's... he. I'd be interested to see what his original vision for the movie was. Yeah. I I uh I think the biggest thing in that movie that I disliked is I couldn't figure out who Ultron was supposed to be. Yeah. He was supposed to be in some sense a little bit like Tony Stark uh because Tony Stark kind of created him, but he ne- he never really was like he was just sort of like this bumbling like he literally was bumbling like when he cuts off Claw's arm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, like yeah, yeah. I just didn't I didn't know what I was supposed to feel about him as a character. Like, it just didn't yeah. like him. No, and, it like, Spader was was great, even given the, like, the not the not great material. Yeah. Where Age of Ultron is such a great story. Yeah. That it got pushed into one movie, and... Well, you mean the comic that Bendis wrote? Yeah. I've never yeah. read it. Um... I've read about it more than I've yeah. actually read it. It's like an alternate reality type thing. And Ultron himself is just a really interesting character. Yeah, for sure. And then I think when you look at the flaws, Age of Ultron is uh, Iron Man 2, or any problem of some of the Phase 2 movies and Phase 1 movies. Yeah, the world building. The world building. Yeah. It's That's it exemplified, because somehow we're in the team-up movie, and it's all about the world building. Can I, can I say, though, my... my... The best part of that movie for me, hands down, is Hawkeye. Yeah. I, actually, I came out of watching the Avengers, the first Avengers, and thought Hawkeye was the coolest character in there. Because he didn't have much to do, and he was bad for part of it. Yeah. But just hit, like him standing on top of the building and being like, like with his bone arrow, yeah. and like, just killing... Like, it, that, yeah. that was just really cool. But then, giving him depth of character with his wife and family. Yeah. But also, you know, when he's trying to help um, uh, Scarlet Witch, yeah. and he's like, listen to me. We're on a floating island fighting a... Uh, an army of killer robots and I have a bow and arrow. Right? None like, of this makes sense. What makes you an Avenger <laughs> yeah. is that you just keep going. Right? Yeah. Like that, those scenes and then when he's like pretending to, to joke about shooting down um, Quicksilver and he's like, yeah. I don't know where he was last time I saw him he was being set up. Like, just Hawkeye was a great character Yeah, in that no, he, he really uh, was. And Avengers 2, like, it, it, yes, it has a bunch of flaws but there's some really enjoyable stuff. Absolutely. There's some great yeah. dynamic. Yeah. The, the team stuff is excellent. When they're um, all hanging out together, like Captain America almost lifts the hammer and Thor's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, and weaving like even though I didn't like that War Machine was like telling bad stories where it's like, aha, jokes on War Machine. Yeah, <laughs> like I did like that they were starting to weave in the side characters from the other movies. That's true. It did it well. Yeah, Falcon was in it for a minute. And... Exactly, and it referenced stuff going on from yeah. those other movies as well, yeah. and it also it it erased Iron Man three more or less. Yeah. I think what was weird about it for me too is that it didn't feel like the end of a phase as much as Civil War did. Yeah. Like, it, I kind of felt like the Avengers movie should be okay, we wrapped up all these things and then we'll start again with the next ones. Where yep. it was really very much more world building and Civil War was the where it, all that stuff kind of came together. Yes. Um, and we, because phase two officially ended. On Ant Man. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about which that. Which I like Ant Man a lot. I do. It's yeah, a fun. It's a, that is it's a fun, a movie. fun I'm, heist. I'm really movie. looking forward to the second one. Yeah. The the watch. Paul Rudd. It was excellent. His friend who tells stories weird and funny is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Um, the villain was typical Marvel yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah. But it it's an enjoyable movie. A it's a movie. really enjoyable movie. And so I, when I watched it, remember there's the the Eastern European guy as part of his crew. Yeah. That's like, he's like the tech guy or yeah. whatever. I was watching that. I was like, "Why do I know that guy? Like, I recognize him from something." 
He is the crazy guy who pretends to be a cop in the Dark Knight that, that Harvey yeah. Dent, uh, interrogates yeah. with the coin. Anyway, um, I think we can't close out Phase 2 without mentioning what happened in Phase 2 and every single Phase 2 thing, which is that somebody loses an arm. Every single Phase 2 movie or TV show, including Daredevil, someone gets an arm cut off, or in Ant-Man, he gets, when he gets shrunk, his arm goes away first. Um, like when they when they really to, and that was a reference to um, an homage to Empire Strikes Back. Nice. Yeah. Every I single did, one. I didn't notice that. Loses his arm. I didn't notice Groot that. Gets his arm cut off. Um, Winter Soldier gets his arm chopped off. Yeah. Um, uh, Th- Loki. No, Thor. Loki gets his arm cut off. Uh, Loki but it, but cuts it, yeah, Thor's arm. But it's not off, real. But it's a trick. Yeah, it yeah. happens in every single one. Um, in Daredevil. Uh, What's his name? Stick cuts off somebody's hand. Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about... Yeah. Um, Netflix. I'm going to ask now. Can I get a ride to work? Sure. What time is it? It's 11.30. Okay, yeah, So then if it's a ride to work, we can leave at 12.10. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. All right. So, yeah. The high point, I think, for Phase 2 for me was the introduction of the Netflix shows. Daredevil Season 1 is amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, when that came out, everyone was like, oh, Daredevil sucks. And I was like, yo, you've only seen the Ben Affleck movie. Daredevil's amazing. If they do a Frank Miller Daredevil, you are going to eat your words. Yeah. And I was right. And it it's it might be the best of the, the Netflix show. Still. Absolutely. Hands down. Like, yeah. I loved Daredevil. Yeah. And then I loved Jessica Jones. See, I thought Jessica Jones was a really well-told story, but I can't love it because of its content. It's just too dark. It's too twisty. There's too much sex in it. I, I'm not planning on watching season two. Fair enough. I didn't watch The Punisher either, actually, and I'm not planning to. Oh, man. But, uh, uh, so, with, with Jessica Jones, the thing I appreciated about it is, like, <clears throat> we're both Christians. Yeah. I, you, you know me. I've struggled with porn, so I try to avoid stuff. Yeah. It, even though I looked away... It was still like the least sexualized sex, except for later on when what's her name's having sex. There's oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but like the stuff there, even though I'm looking away, I'm just like, so I appreciate the, that it's not trying to entice me. Here's the thing about it though. <laughs> um, so Tim Challenge wrote an article about I think it was about Stranger Things and the sex that was in one of the episodes of that. There was sex in Stranger. Things? Very very brief. So he's really strict on this. Tim Challenge is a Christian blogger. Who's, oh, okay, uh, an elder at a church that I. Uh, really respect in Toronto but he's like known all over the world for his blogs and books but he's talking about the fact that you know watching sin on screen uh, is one thing um, but the idea about watching sex on screen you're participating in a way that you aren't with anything else because sex in the, in the way it's been designed by God is for intimacy right it's yeah. for intimacy between a man and a, wo- a woman who are married and, and when two actors are even acting as intimate intimate way when you're watching that you're participating in that in, in that sin um, and I think it's true. I think I think there's something yeah. to be said about that. Um, so yeah, I just I chose not to watch Punisher because I know that there's scenes in it, and I yeah, I yeah. don't want to watch that. And I know I would like Jessica Jones. The trailers for it look really cool. They're gonna get into her origin a little bit more. I just I can't I can't justify it. So that's fair. Uh, I found Jessica Jones the the villain was amazing. I, I yeah. love David Tennant. He was amazing. He's always amazing. But awful, right? And he's amazing oh, because he's awful, right? Well, yeah, yeah, and he... Part of his performance at times, I swear, he was deliberately doing the inflections he used as the doctor. Yeah. To, like, to make you kind of like him. 
And then it's just whenever his character was like making you feel sympathy for him and kind of like him. Yeah, they, it's they then twisted ju- on you. It's then just like, no, I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, there's that whole part where that, that episode where she goes and lives with him for a while. Yeah. She's trying to like, you know, help him to be better or whatever. Yeah. And, and he's like, I have lived my whole life not knowing if people are doing things if they want to or because I've asked them to. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, that kind of sucks. And then she's like, yeah, you raped me. And you're like, oh yeah. That's yeah, true. <laughs> but it had some of the, it's had some of the most tense, excellent shot stuff. Yeah. So it's a really well made show. Yeah, I love Jessica Jones. And did we get Luke Cage in? I don't know. We'll just we'll two? just talk about this. Like Luke yeah. Cage, I thought was fine. It was good. Yeah, uh, and it, like we said with Black Panther, the idea of a bulletproof black man. Yeah, uh, I think was really amazing story that and the to be told like the and representation yeah. and he's he's a wholesome character. Yep, like, there was one section in there. Yeah, and, and it was fine. Besides that. Um, it also has it was a bit slow. It it was it had pacing issues, but I but liked it. I loved the 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 music use in that show. One, uh, it's the staple for me. I will always remember yeah. when it's like he's breaking into the the Fort Knox. Yeah, and it's just like he throws on his headphones and it's uh, Wu Tang Clan's "Bring the Ruckus." Yeah, and it just fit. Yeah, it fits so well. It was just ah, oh, was awesome. The music was almost a character in that show. Daredevil season two was mostly really good. It wasn't as good as season one, but it was, I, I really liked it. Yeah. My, my problem with it is, especially, out, like, I really like Daredevil season two. But upon reviewing, like, rewatching it, yeah. it doesn't hold up as much. Where the first four episodes, like, it's where it gets divided. Yeah. Because the first four episodes are, here's the Punisher, and he's a force of friggin' nature. Yeah. And, it's like, they're excellent. They're tense. They're insane. So well acted. The parts where he's in jail with, with Wilson Fist oh, later on, though, are yeah. my favorite parts of the whole, that whole season. Burnthal, I think, seal, steals the show. Yeah. But then when we get to the Electra stuff, it's, it's it a wasn't different. As good. It yeah. wasn't as good. It was a different pace. The thing I loved the most about Daredevil Season 1 and Jessica Jones Season 1 is it had a, a very singular focus. Sure, that's right. And when it did branch off a little bit, it would curve right back in. Yeah. Where so. Daredevil season two, it was like, here's one story, here's another, and here's how we're going to try to tie them together. Yeah, and then season two though, it starts to get more into the mythos of the of the hand. Yeah, which then when they got to Iron Fist, just completely went in a completely different direction. With yeah, it. and and I know you don't mind Iron Fist. I think there's very little redeeming about that. No, show. that's I, fair. I, I really dislike that show. Yeah, and then even when we got the Defenders was better than Iron Fist, but it still had to try and put the things together from the two, and it just didn't do it very well. I think. And I was disappointed with, with I, that one. Iron Fist had so many problems. It had yeah. so many problems. And I think if you had a different showrunner, if you had different writers, if yeah. you had... it, could, Like, you can see at points, like, there was potential for a good show. Yeah. Heck, there was a potential for a great show. Yeah. I'm not even the biggest Iron Fist character, but it's an interesting yeah. character. Yeah. And at points when it's actually good, you're like... It's it seems amazing in comparison to everything yeah. else that's going on in the show because the yeah. show's bad and it it exemplifies at points where I'm like you don't need thirteen yeah where it's the Netflix shows are all thirteen episodes yeah and I'm I'm more so a guy where it's like look if the Just story or something yeah if the story can be done in eight do eight if yeah. the story can be done in less do it the amount of episodes should serve the story you're telling I I enjoy the interplay between Jessica Jones and uh, Daredevil and I and, and I think yeah. I think Iron Fist was a stronger character with Luke Cage there uh, 
So I'm looking forward to seeing them team up eventually. Out of out of defenders, and I I enjoyed defenders a fair bit. Yeah, it's first chunk more so. Yeah, but then towards the end, it it was you're like, all right, it's all right. The Netflix shows haven't like haven't been able to maintain their momentum. Yeah, I'll argue with the exception of Punisher. You like Punisher? Yeah, I loved Punisher. The sex stuff. Um, that's where I had my beef. Where I'm like, this is like my struggle and the stuff that you brought up. So I'm I'm looking away violence. For better or for worse, doesn't bother me as much, but it also didn't do the Punisher from the the Daredevil show. It was a different you, Punisher. It was yeah. where it was the same character, the motivations were the same, but you could and you couldn't do that Punisher for a run of thirteen. Well, what I what the I, body count would have been too high. It yeah. would have been too intense. Yeah, like that. It would not have worked. Well, right so after they, that Las Vegas shooting too. Or exactly. Oh. And but Bernthal was amazing. The story worked really well. It I Punisher was an excellent series. The, the, going back to Defenders for one second. Yes. Just the ending of it where they have you think well you think I don't really think but he's that Daredevil has died and then it's got the shot of him in the hospital <laughs> directly out of Frank Miller's Born Again. Yeah. I'm so excited for season three. This has been what I've been waiting for with Daredevil. Well, exactly. I I, I really hope it's good. That's coming up in a, a little while. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Then, so back so to the back to the movies. Um. After, so after Ant-Man, Ant-Man, which is a weird place to end it, we kicked off Phase 3 with Civil War. Which was great. Civil War is my second favorite. Yeah, it's up there. Top three, I think, for me. Yeah. yeah maybe after Spider-Man. It is fantastic. Or maybe four after Iron Man. But, um, now, I did watch it again just recently. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like the Mar- it and Winter Soldier are the Marvel movies I watch the most. Yeah. Just because I... I find great movies and then I'll, I'll rewatch them. Heck, I'll watch bad movies though too. But Civil War, Civil War is excellent. There's one scene. There's a couple scenes where I'm like, you could have trimmed that. Yeah. I think at one point it's it suffered for world world building, and that when bringing in Spider Man and Black Panther and Black Panther, like <laughs> yeah. it, Panther was great because it, it was him by himself. Yeah. And it created intrigue. I get that you need uh, bringing in Spider Man. It's a huge deal. You got to establish him a bit. Yeah. But for me, the scene where it's like Tony and Peter and Aunt May, and then it goes to the bedroom. Yeah. Drag the movie right down. Really. Upon reviewing, I'm like, I get it. You're trying to show like Tom's not going to just be a great Peter Parker, uh, or not just a great Spider Man. He's also great Peter Parker, and we're setting up for the Spider Man movie coming back because he's our big character. It's a big deal. Yeah. It dragged the movie down. Where yeah, that's fair. It was. I would have cut it right where he turned around and saw Tony with, with Aunt May. Also because Robert Downey Jr. is so good. Yeah. In Civil War, and his character's going on such a journey, and it's not just the quippy, sarcastic guy. Yeah. Like there's so much more emotion, and then when he is with Spider-Man in that one scene, yeah. it's just back to. The, the default Tony so Stark. I, I didn't even really care. Like, I just love yeah, Spider-Man no, so no, much. That, 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 that's fair. That part, like, my, my wife, when we watched it in theater, she said she didn't, she didn't watch any of the part in it where Spider-Man was in it. She just watched me with this huge goofy grin on my face <laughs> the whole time. Because I was so excited. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Like, Spider-Man's back. You know what took me out of it, actually, for that one and for Winter Soldier, was the cameos from Community. That was like... So when Abed shows up and puts his hands up, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, but... I'm taken out of the movie at that moment. When Jim Rash shows up as the dean of MIT, I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> well, it's because it's it's because of the Russo brothers. I understand so that, involved. but it yeah. was that was just that was a little too much. Like yeah. if he had been like, I don't know, it was just it was too on the nose. I think in that one, but fair enough. It was a great movie. I mean, 
as someone described that as this is every little boy's bedroom floor with all their superheroes yeah. fighting each other as a movie. Now, and and that's the thing. Amish trailers yeah. like points out as much as I love Civil War, it, it is a very flawed movie. Oh for sure. And people like it's got flaws that Batman and Superman had. Yep. Comparable. Very it's similar, just, very similar, yeah. But they did it better. Yep. Way um, better. Way more and exciting. then the, it's just it's it is an excellent popcorn movie, mm-hmm. but it's also not popcorn movie in the sense of it's big and dumb. Yeah, like there there is some dumb stuff. There's some stuff where you're like, okay, that's way too reliant on this or whatever. There's also enough stuff with the story going on that it is it it is excellent. It's yeah. it's the best Avengers movie that we've gotten. Yeah, it's yet. true. It is the best Avengers movie. And then I the the little there's little bits where I love I I. I love Bucky's story in that movie. Well, I love Bucky and Sam as like oh they hate, my gosh, they hate each other the buddies. Friend, yeah, yeah, where it's just like them in the car when Steve yeah. uh, kisses Sharon. Yeah, and then and they they're just him. not. But at even him. like, hey, can you move up? No. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're or fighting Spider Man. I the, hate you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like Falcon shoots him with the with the Red Wing with yeah. Red Wing, and then it's like you couldn't have done. You couldn't start off with that. I hate you. <laughs> so good. Which I think when Captain America inevitably dies in Infinity Wars or the next one, yeah, the rivalry that's been set up between the two of them to see who's going to be the next Captain America will yeah. be interesting. Now uh, we're, we're going to get to it because we we got to get to it. Yeah. So um, Civil War was amazing. Doctor Strange was next. Doctor Strange, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It, it, the problem is what Marvel's problem aside of. Spider-Man, but Spider-Man didn't get an origin story, which is great. We don't need an origin story. Kids come out the womb knowing Uncle Ben's dead. Great power, great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. And the weaving in of Iron Man was fun. Yeah. It, it didn't dominate the movie. Well, we're on Spider-Man now? Or we thought we are talking about Doctor Strange? We are. Sorry, okay. I got sidetracked. Uh, we got... The problem... Marvel's problem is that whenever it's like origin story time, it's like, let's just do... Friggin' Iron Man 1 again. Yeah, that's true. We got that a Very bit with similar. Ant-Man. We got that more so with Doctor Strange. But Doctor Strange's story was also Doctor Strange. Like, that was what Doctor Strange's story is, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, I thought it was... It was it was a good origin story. I just... Yeah, we're... Like, again, it's just by the numbers. Yeah. Here's the villain. We deal with him. I do like... I, I loved Benedict Cumberbatch as him. Loved yeah. him. And then my wife and I had a big conversation afterwards about how do we feel about sorcery and magic and movies as Christians. Hmm. Um, yeah, because this really gets into a little bit more of like you know referencing actual dark magic sorcery yeah. stuff that exists in the world. And but we also talked about how his the way that he defeats Mephi- uh, not Mephisto Dormammu, Dormammu uh, was very gospelly, very sacrificial, very yeah. uh, like being pierced. You know, uh, and and just clever too. So yeah, and we had a good conversation about that. Yeah, uh, afterwards, I, I I like Doctor Strange. That yeah, was fine. Yeah, I like Black Panther better. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Because yeah, anyway, um, where we get what do we Guardians 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 two didn't love. No, no. I, I watched it with my wife again recently because she hadn't seen it, and I just skipped all the penis jokes, like literally just muted yeah. the penis jokes, and then well, I, and I fast forwarded over a bunch of stuff in the middle where they're killing people and torturing Groot. And I liked it a lot better. <laughs> it, Guardian, Guardians 2 runs into the problem, I find, that comedy sequels. Yeah, everything was just like, bigger. And... We've just got to... Well, sequels in general, where it's like, we got to make it bigger. But comedy yeah. sequels, where it's like, okay, well, we, 
we might revisit a same joke, but now we got to make it dirtier. Yeah. Because right. what, what's left to do? Yeah. So it was suddenly it's all penis jokes, my nipples and yeah. drags. There, there was a lot of heart to that movie too, though. We talked was. about like with the relationship Fathers. between Yondu and, and Rocket. Yeah. And Although that part I felt was out of left field a bit where I'm like, okay, now you're forcing a sentimentality. Yeah, but, I guess so. Uh, but Kurt Russell was fun. His character, his villain was the first villain in a while who got development. Yeah. So, even though it's flawed, I dig. And the Hasselhoff cameo was pretty funny. Yeah. 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 Then we got Spider-Man. Yep. Spider-Man, I wrote an article for you about that. You did. I, I liked it. I was I was uh, divided at first. It's not the Spider-Man movie I want, but it's a Spider-Man movie that needs to happen at this point, and I thought it was good. Um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was amazing. So good. Such a, he's, that, that's true. I, I, I forgot to mention him when we were talking about good Marvel villains yeah. in, the, in the Black oh, Panther one. Yeah. He, he was a, a well-developed, great, yeah. great character. I, I know. It's it's weird. When you take time to develop villains, suddenly there's stakes. Well, and Michael Keaton is just such a great actor. I don't, did you watch The Founder about McDonald's? No. That's a no, great movie. I've he, heard it he's is. He's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've heard that. It's a, it's a, he just has a good job. Yeah. Um. And that scene in the car is the yeah, most. Absolutely. And the limo was so tense when absolutely. you're like, or when well, when he ding dongs on the doorbell and, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well just... it's it, it it's also something about Michael Keaton as an actor. Yeah, I found like uh, me and Mike talked about it yeah, when we tried to, to talk about Batman. Yeah, like his Bruce Wayne, I could buy just murdering yeah. somebody. You want to get nuts? Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. Yeah, he was much more restrained in this one, but I'm like, yeah. I could buy you just out. He's got and a out. scary face, man. When he when he he's looks intense. mean. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I I really like Michael Keaton. I'm glad he's kind of having like a renaissance. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, what did we get after that? Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, which Great. was really good. Yeah, it went in such a different direction. Yeah, and when we talked about Ragnarok. I th- and I stand by it. I I still love the dark treatment on that story, mm. but the teams that have been doing trying to do a serious dark yeah. Thor story, we got with Thor one and then Dark World, would not have worked. Yeah. So Ragnarok was very different, but it worked. And now we're in a when we watched it the other night, I'm just like, you know what? I don't think Hemsworth is leaving because no. the huge. Well, he finally th- got something good. Well, yeah. The yeah. thing, the huge thing was everybody's like. Downey's, Downey Jr. is going to go. Evans is going to go. Yeah. Like, Hemsworth is going to go. I'm not sure if these guys are actually going to go. Yeah. In Can this, I... Yeah, in the sense ahead. of, like, if they, as long as they can kind of get stuff to sink their teeth into, like, Evans loves the character he plays. He I'm hates, pretty sure Chris Evans is going. He hates the touring bit. Yeah. And, like, I think if he gets to do directing stuff... Or gets to zone like tone down like having to do the machine aspect of it, where it's like yeah. the touring, the plugging, and actually getting to do other stuff to scratch that artistic muscle. Yeah. Then, then he might stay. Hemsworth is like Hemsworth loving is, the character yeah. now. Hemsworth, I think, isn't going to go. I think Chris Evans, at least for a while, is going to die. He might, so they, yeah, because they've been really building Bucky up for that. Yeah. But so, can I just say the one thing I didn't like about Ragnarok was that the Warriors Three just went out like punks. Except for Hogan, Hogan had a cool fight scene, but like, yeah. just went out like punks, and See, then and then Sif just wasn't even mentioned. Like, yeah. say like she's off world doing like, yeah. just not even in it at all. I think, well, with that, the actress couldn't was right. Well, men, make a mention of it. She's an yeah. important character in with, Thor. but as, I think though, I get it. A part of me wanted them to, 
give the Warriors three a little bit more. But at the same point, they they wanted to move the story forward. Right, but she literally comes out of the portal and just like, <laughs> and yeah. two of them are dead. Yeah. And then, Ho- like, at least if they had gone down with Hogan or something, that would have been a cooler scene. Yeah. So anyway, I, I anyway, it's a, yeah, good, it, it's a really it, good movie. It was... The Hulk Thor, was amazing the, in that the movie. The Thor movies were never really using the Warriors 3 to their full potential. That's true. So I think this one was acknowledging that and being like, yeah. all right, look, we haven't, we're just moving on. Yeah. So it did. Yeah, and you like that they didn't kill off uh, Heimdall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I was like, because Elba's like an actor who... Give him something to sink his teeth into. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Hulk was great in that movie. The I humor mean, was really funny. There's that touching stuff between Thor and Loki again. Yeah, and, and then well, Hulk also. I'm just like I. Every time I watch it, I'm like he, he, he. I love it because the whole thing is like he's a raging toddler. Yeah. But now he's a two year old throwing temper, almost a five year old throwing temper tantrums. Yeah. So Hulk being just as he was in that movie. Almost stole it for me. Jeff Goldblum was hilarious. Oh yeah, that's true. It, like it's so different from the Planet Hulk story. It's so different from the other Thor stories. And from Thor Ragnarok. But yeah. it works. Taika Waititi as uh, Korg was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's solid. And then Black Panther we talked about. Uh, we just already. talked about. Uh, it. We liked it. We didn't love it. Yeah. Good villains. Good action. For the most part, um, could have been a bit, bit more, bit predictable, but a yeah. good message behind it. Yeah. Um, one thing that we haven't talked about, and we don't really need to, but um, <laughs> there was another TV show that Marvel recently put out. Oh, Inhumans? Inhumans. Yeah, I just didn't watch it. Was awful. I watched the whole thing. It, it's by the same showrunner that did um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Rick Buck was that his name? Yeah. Anyway, it's just really bad. It's really bad. It was really bad. Uh, especially the first couple episodes that were actually directed and written by the same showrunner. It's just really bad. So I'm kind of hoping that they'll tie that into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at some point because yeah. they've had the Inhumans in there too. But I don't think they're, like, it's probably not going to get picked up. Yeah, the guy who played Maximus did a great job. Um, but, I mean, they just didn't have enough budget to make it work. Like, well, it was it was bad. I've never been big on Inhumans. They well, just never appealed to me. And then the more and more I saw from it, I'm just like, this looks bad. Medusa, whose power is that she has prehensile hair... They shave her head in the first episode because they didn't have a big enough budget to, to deal with it. Gorgon, who is like this big, uh, bull-footed guy who can stomp, he wears boots for ninety-five percent of the show, because they like they just like budget stuff. They just couldn't. Yeah. It, it, anyway, but the story was was crappy. It wasn't very good. Um, they also have um, a Cloak and Dagger show coming out, which I, hasn't come out yet. I don't know. Yeah. Probably won't watch it. And uh, there's the Runaways, which is currently going on. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, well, and that's the that's the thing. As much as I'm excited that we're getting all this stuff, it's getting harder and harder to keep up with. Yeah, and it, and it it's all connected, quote unquote. It ties together, yeah. but it really doesn't. Like, well, that's the thing. It's all in the same universe, but yeah, it's just who cares? like it doesn't really connect. The, yeah, which works. Yeah, I've grown to appreciate as much as I love interconnectedness. I've grown to appreciate isolated stories. Yeah. Like I, I, I do miss that version of film yeah. and storytelling where it's like yeah, not everything not everything needs to lead into. Not everything like I like standalone stories. Yeah. The um, um Yeah. If you really like the interconnectedness and want to see how it goes on, there's a, a website called the Timeline Site Timelight the Timeline Site dot com. That has a whole bunch of different random media timelines, but there's one on the MCU that uh, uh, I used to be part of a a, a forum that's kind of defunct now. Well, this guy whose screen name is D Irish B, uh, he he loves doing timelines, and so he's done like 
with the minute markers, like spliced the scenes of all these TV shows and all these oh like, how they fit together, and done like extensive research with other people that are kind of like helping contribute. I've I helped a little bit with it too, um, and people have actually made torrents of like all the the TV shows and movies spliced together in chronological order, <laughs> so you can watch the MCU wow. as it expands with these parts. So it'll be like you know. Millions of years ago, here's the stuff from Thor: The Dark World, and and then you know in the 1940s, and then yeah, oh, and, and uh, Agent Carter, the TV yeah, show that came which out, which I've heard good things about. I just hadn't. Gone First season was pretty it. good. Second season was less good, and then it got canceled. Yeah, um, so that's too bad. Yeah, uh, I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Yeah. Um. So now, I was about to say Ragnarok is upon us, but that's not true. Infinity War is coming. Infinity next. War is upon us. Yeah, and then Ant Man and the Wasp after that. Yeah, and then. Miss Mar- or Captain Marvel after that, and that, which I wrote some articles about for Chris. So if you haven't checked those out, you should. Yeah, you should. You, uh, crazy interesting. I'll, I'll link them. I'll link them to okay. it. And uh, uh, and then the next Avengers, and then Spider Man, and then probably Guardians Three. I think that's yeah. what the slate is coming up. Yeah, which and some at one point it was going to be this this Avengers was going to be a two parter. Yeah. And now they're like it's Infinity War and then it's Avengers Four. I don't believe that it's not going to be... They're still going to be connected. Yeah, so here's my my theory is that they're going to wrap up the story mm-hmm. in Infinity Wars. Um, and then the next Avengers coming out a year later is, is going to be called New Avengers. Hmm. And it's going to be, here's the next incarnation of the Avengers. Um, and it's going to be kind of building up that next team with some of the fallout from Infinity Wars, but with another yeah. thing. Um, my hope, because we you know now that Marvel and Fox are together, and you know we have that or episode that's in a, in a year and recently a half come out that <laughs> that we did a while ago, uh, is that this is good, this phase four is going to be leading to Galactus. Yeah, um, I just think that would be so great. Yeah, like, so so great. Yeah, and, and Feige has said it hasn't been worked out yet. Feige. We have Kevin Feige. Yeah, um, yeah. hasn't been, the details haven't been worked out yet. We're still focusing on the next movies we have coming out. So once the deal's worked out, two thousand. 20 or whatever then we can start thinking about that but that's when their slate runs out so they're going to start moving forward hopefully with these X-Men and Fantastic Four characters that they can work with yeah Um, I yeah I'm interested to see where they're going to go I think there's going to be it's going to depend on who's coming back yeah Uh, I think like I think if they like with Infinity War it's interesting because with that gauntlet the story is Potentially limitless in the sense of you yeah, could bring back and the, you could bring back Red Skull you yeah. could bring back I still don't think Red Skull's dead but you yeah know. you could I don't either but you could bring you could bring Red Skull back you could bring um Quick uh, Quicksilver back yeah. like I think there's a lot of time well he, they only killed him off because the Quicksilver from the Fox movies was cooler <laughs> well yeah exactly yeah. They, they just got beat by Days of Futures Past yeah. well and also they were like we want stakes and we want some that's guy yeah. um, well that's, that's, that's Whedon's thing right he likes killing off characters that you care about so I think yeah. that was part of the problem with um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that they bring Coulson back so he's gone on and said no in the movies Coulson's dead yeah so it's connected but yeah so, so we'll, we'll like we'll see what happens I'm re- I'm I'm so excited for for Infinity War yeah. But I'm I'm very interested to see what the fourth one's going to be like. How's this movie going to go? Yeah. How's it going to set up the next one? And will that set it? Even though it's been like phase one, phase two, phase three. Yeah. Like, will 
phase, uh, well, the fourth Avengers movie really set us up for like what you could almost look at as chapter two. Yeah. Because the, even though it's different phases, it's all well, this. Like this is what it's it. leading to, right from the very exactly. beginning. Exactly. Um, and yeah, they said this is the end of this is going to tie everything together. It's going to be the end of the first chapter, and then we're going to move on. Yeah. And I think so. The Avengers is going to be Spider Man. It's going to be Captain Marvel. It's going to be uh, Black Panther, um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, some of the maybe some of the Guardians, um, maybe Thor. Uh, it's going to have Vision and Scarlet Witch in it. Um, but you I don't think vi- you think Vision. Yeah, I think he's going to stick around. I just figured he was dead. Well, so I, here's the thing. Paul Bettany, who plays the Vision, he was up for the Crown Season 3 as Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. And then he said, actually, I'm too busy with my other stuff. So right. I, can't, I can't do that. So I, I don't think he's done yet. But I don't know. Maybe that's just because of Avengers 3 and 4. Yeah. Maybe he's done. Yeah. I just feel like he hasn't done much yet. No, um, no. Well, he's just... He, except for friggin' stealing Better Ray Bill's moment. But Better Ray Bill hasn't shown up yet. Well, he's, so also, the, he's also going to... I mean, he's getting together with uh, Scarlet Witch. They've yeah. They've kind of showing that. So, but. in in the comics, uh, Thor has a great side character named Better Ray Bill. He's one of my favorites. I love Better Ray Bill. And he's the first person who's not Thor to lift Manier. So The first ever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure. At that point, no one else had lifted Manier. And so that a whole run by and, Walt Simonson in the 80s, if you haven't read it, is like one of the best Thor runs. And there aren't really very many great Thor runs, but that's... Such a good. Oh, you don't mean the '90s with Thunderstrike? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but like I, I, I haven't read that one. I don't know, but the the one by Walt Simonson yeah. that has the Ragnarok story in it, where Scourge ends up being uh, redeemed, like he's in the movie. Like it's just, it's just such a good run. That whole run is so good with Beta Ray Bill and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then in Age of Ultron, it was just like, okay, well, we have we've had Vision lift yeah. the hammer, and I get it. It's to show that he's trustworthy. Yeah. But still. Okay. Nitpicky. Uh, so, movie-wise, where we want it to go, both of us, is bringing Galactus, because he seems Absolutely. like the next logical big And, guy. and, and, if you're going to bring in the Fantastic Four, which you're obviously going to at some point, that, that's been a, it's like a, a ruined franchise at this point. You need to build it up. Yeah. Doctor Doom as a bad guy in a Doctor Strange movie would be fantastic. Yes. Well, Doctor Doom... Always has the potential to be amazing. Yeah. Like, even though it's... He hasn't been so far. No, even though it's canceled, like, there was that idea yeah. of the Doom spinoff where I'm like, ugh, I'm out, but I, I also like Doctor Doom, so I'm kind yeah. of in. But he, one thing they've never talked about in the movie so far is that he actually is a sorcerer. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he knows magic and stuff, and so him as a, a villain uh, for Doctor Strange, even building him up as a character of how he becomes Doctor Doom, that would be a cool kind of side, yeah. side origin story. Um They'll probably go with Mordo yeah. instead, but I mean, I think that's just a great. I think it now that Marvel's got the rights back to Ghost Rider, and they they use the Robbie Reyes version in in Agents of Shield with some cameos from the uh, uh, Johnny Blaze version. Yeah, too. yeah. I think that if you're going to get ever get Ghost Rider back on the big screen, I think Doctor Strange is the vehicle to do that's it. That's true. I think it's more likely that he'll be a Netflix character. Yeah, which I I hopefully I'd starring Nick, Nicholas Cage. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, I'll say, like, out of out of the Netflix shows, like even though we're running into the problem where it's like there's so many and it's hard to yeah, keep yeah. up now. Well, they just need to make a Heroes for Hire show and combine some of them. But yeah, no, no, do that. Because yeah, I'd love a Heroes for Hire show because I'm not that invested in 
like a Luke Cage solo series or or another Iron Fist one. Well, they're doing Iron Fist season two and Luke Cage season two, which they need to do Iron Fist properly first. Like, do yeah. show the Kunlun stuff. But anyway. Yeah. But if, uh, like, at, at the Netflix shows, I'll always be pulling for a Moon Knight one. Yep. I think he would be excellent for yep. it. He lends himself to that environment so well. And even if you did it off the, the Marvel Now and then Jeff Lemire's run could be crazy interesting because there's enough to establish who that character is. Without going into his either crazy cheesy backstory or then his crazy violent run from the 2000s, which is fun but eh, uh, and you could do some do some stuff with uh, like his multiple personality stuff with like you you can make it topical without beating us over the head with it because that character's crazy interesting. I so desperately, and I know this probably won't happen, but I so desperately want to see Daredevil and Spider-Man team up. I know! Um, there's a run in the Ultimate Comics where Spider-Man and Daredevil run crossover a few times. Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. by Brian Bendis and Ultimate Daredevil. And they have this side of Spider-Man who is the Spider-Man in the, the movies right now is this young, sort of naive uh, superhero. And Daredevil who's this hardened, hard-nosed yeah. adult. And Daredevil being like, what are you doing? You are not mature enough to deal with this. Get out of here. Yeah. And then they kind of like team up either to fight the Punisher or um, Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I just want that so badly. I don't know if they'll ever do it. I mean, you don't even need to have Tom Holland in it. Just, he never needs to be out of costume. Just, yeah. He kind of shows up in costume for a couple episodes. Get him to do the voiceover. It would be great. Like, Well, yeah, no. And that's the, I'd love to see him weaved in. Because that's the he's the character that most makes sense to weave into the Netflix world. Because at the end of the day, Spider Man, even though he's a huge success, he's a street level superhero. Yep. Yep. And and that's yeah. I want to see that in the movies too because we didn't in this most recent one. But yeah, like as much as I'd love to see Daredevil show up and Je- like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are the ones that would make the most sense. Yeah. To show up in the Avengers ones, it's it would still almost feel odd. Yeah. But. In Infinity War, if we got a quick scene in New York where stuff's going on, where they're like, there's just a street level army or something, I'd be down. Or a crossover episode where they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. In, but Spider, yeah. I'd it's love not to s- happen. But no, cool. I just love to see Spider-Man weaved into that world. Just like what with them getting X-Men, they're getting Deadpool, and I can't remember who the Disney CEO is. He's like, no, Deadpool. Bob was, Iger. Yeah, he yeah. said Deadpool will still be rated R, and cool. But I like I enjoy when Deadpool and Spider Man share share the comic book page together. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential with that. But I just don't really like Deadpool. So. I know. Anyway. So I'd I'd be interested in that. It's gonna be, it's really exciting. It's interesting to see where this stuff is going. I just don't want this uh, bubble to burst. Yeah. Well, and the, the longer it goes on, I'm I'm starting to get less like comic book fatigue. I think the industry is working on. It needs to rejig its expectations For of sure. what success is and all that, but while these movies are making millions of dollars, yeah, like, it's amazing. Black Panther is the fourth highest domestic, or fifth highest domestic opening weekend of any movie ever. That's insane. Like, yeah, and they're yeah. they're at four hundred million already. I think so. Like, it's it's crazy. Anyway, this this conversation is starting to retread old ground that we've yeah. already talked about. Yeah. So, so uh, listener, thank you for thank you for listening. Um, as always, and let Listener, us know. Thank you for listening. What else would you be doing? Right now? <laughs> well, they could be driving, or or could be taking notes. Um, I'm taking notes on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> but if you, I'd love to know 
just because it's interesting to me. Let us know what what would be your high point of the MCU. What would be your low point? Where do you want it to go? Who do you want to get a show or a movie? Do you think it's time for them to kind of put the kibosh, or do you are you being like no everything interconnected more? And if you love Iron Man three, please write in to tell Chris why he's wrong. I'm not wrong. That movie's good to terrible. see you. <laughs> Talk to you next time. All right, thanks, listeners. Steve, thanks for uh, all, my always, pleasure, man. Always. Yeah. All right. Hope you all have a great day and God bless my friends. Take care. Bye.